He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. Good morning, Pierre. Good morning, Terry. How's uh, your Friday so far? Well, a little wet. So- yeah, it's a little wet, <laughs> but it's still Friday. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> I, I like I like the way you look at things. And <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to stay, feel very optimistic today about uh, uh, about vaccines and all kinds of other things. So. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I thought we would for, for the first time in a long time, uh, Pierre, I, I watched a little bit of the NFL draft, uh, yesterday and, uh, um, I know there were no surprises, but it was the first time, uh, that I was introduced to this, uh, young man named Trevor Lawrence who went number one. Yeah, long hair, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, needs a haircut. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think he's going to get the haircut. Because no, I, I don't think so either. I think it has become his signature, Terry, since uh, <laughs> yeah. since his brilliant performance with, with Clemson last year. Uh, and it's no surprise that uh, the Jaguars were uh, actually uh, looking for, um, for a fresh start. They were looking uh, for a quarterback. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> unless there is other uh, things that I don't know, you if you want to if you want to restart a franchise you have to look for the best yeah. quarterback available yeah. and i guess that uh, it wasn't a surprise but what i liked about last night's um uh draft terry is that you've got three excellent uh potential superstar quarterbacks uh that have been drafted because the jets also have uh, parted with uh, sam darnold and uh, they have decided that they need to go uh in another direction so they drafted zach wilson uh, from BYU, BYU, legendary university uh, where uh, a certain Steve Young came uh, came from. You remember, right? right and then the 49ers went with Trey Lance. Yeah. So, wow, this is a, this was a spectacular draft uh, yesterday. And uh, a little bit of a soap opera happening with your Packers, eh, up here? Oh, gee, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been on the roller coaster of emotions <laughs> since yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and you know when there, there, such a big story, Terry never leaks by itself, right? Yep. There's always a purpose in life when you leak those stories. I think that the Rogers camp uh, leaked the fact that uh, he wants out. He's not happy uh, with uh, many things in Green Bay, and um, I think that the leak uh, purposely, or purpose, uh, purposefully uh, came. Uh, on draft day, because you knew at the time that the uh, the eyes of the world would be watching toward the NFL. Uh, it's a very uh, complicated uh, situation. I've been trying to get some uh, some credible information this morning. Uh, the GM uh, of the team uh, says that uh, he's going to be back. He, he feels he's going to be back. He's going to be. Uh, they want him back, and he he will. You know, they will do everything they can to have him stay on board. But at the same time, if you got uh, that big of an unhappy uh, quarterback and superstar, there's so much you can do. At one point, you have to be realistic. And uh, he hinted at uh, wanting out after being uh, after being uh, defeated by uh, Tampa uh, en route to the Super Bowl. And I think that uh, he meant that uh, he's not comfortable anymore in this environment. Too bad. Uh, it's it, it could be the end of an amazing run. Uh, but uh, unachieved success, let's put it this way. Right. Um, okay, let's turn to the Habs. Uh, they've got work to do this weekend, and uh, 
Um, we'll start with uh, what you said uh, in your note to me that uh, uh, KK says a little bit of mental fatigue uh, may and be it involved. And it shows on the ice. Don't yep, you agree? I Harry? agree. That, I mean, that's got to be part of it. Yeah, it shows on the ice. And uh, it's um, <laughs> we always have to remember how, how young he is and how young Nick Suzuki is and uh, how special and different this particular season is. And uh, when, when the team had to, uh, to stop playing for a while, for a full week, and when the Canucks uh, had to force rescheduling throughout the North Division, uh, we knew the end of the, of the run would be very demanding. And uh, maybe we, we, we underrated the impact it has on young players, young players who are still developing their body And I think that in the case of uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, it's pretty obvious. He's not at full uh, tenure yet in his, uh, in his physical development. But the mental aspect of the game, and especially learning to play center, as you know, it's so demanding, Terry. I think that it takes, it, it takes it, its toll. And if you add to that the, um, the, the high expectations that were put forward to start with, uh, put forward by the team and by, by management, at the start of this uh, different and shorter season, well, all those things in the, in the, uh, in the soup make it sometimes a little bit heavy. So I like the, the Dominique Duchamp calls, uh, call for tonight. Uh, he's going to move Kotkaniemi from center to left wing, uh, unless there are some changes of mind this morning, but left wing with Philippe Dano. And I think that uh, as much as you need to, to refresh the Dano line because of the absences of, of Gallagher, Brendan Gallagher and Tomas Tatar, I guess it will, it will be a little bit of a boost uh, for KK to try to get the groove back. I haven't been in... And the, and the confidence back. Yeah. And, and on that note, uh, Pierre, I, I was thinking about this last night uh, when I saw the, uh, the interview with, with Eric Stahl. You know, I remember being a, a young broadcaster and... Uh, In my very very early days, um, I, I I turned to the the older broadcasters around me, and I was always trying to have coffee with them and pick their brains. And I'm yeah. wondering, do hockey players do the same thing? If if I was Kokanyemi or Suzuki, do you, do you think they corner a guy like Eric Stahl and some of these, you know, uh, Corey Perry and some of these older players, and say, tell me, you know, tell me what's going on? Like, tell me, you know, like uh, you. you I, I picture Kokanyemi sitting with Eric Stahl and saying, "How do you hold your stick when you're taking a when you're taking a face off?" You know, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I know what you're saying very well. I did the same in my early years. Now, Terry, I don't know if this younger generation right now uh, do that on a nat the natural way like you and I did it right. when we started. I mean, my my mentor was Jacques Prou at, at CKEC because he was the best morning man around. And I was uh, I was doing the overnight shift on weekends, right. and, I, right. and I was trying to to get his input and trying to uh, to lead his way, to lead my own way, the way he le he led his own way. I'm not sure the younger generation mm -hmm. does that, but it's a, it's a two way thing, Terry. I mean, yeah. it's up also to the veterans to go and sit down with the kids yeah. and say, "All right, give me uh, some room. Let's talk. Let's have a chat." Yeah, like you if, if 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 I'm cooking yummy and and I'm I'm having mental fatigue, as he described it. You know, I, I think I would, you know, I'd reach out to somebody like a Shea Weber or a or an Eric Stahl and say, you know, I, I I'm I'm feeling sort of mentally tired. Is this normal? But yeah. but maybe well, they're maybe they're embarrassed. I, I don't know. 
Well, I don't know. And maybe it's a, it's a way of, maybe it's a thing of generation as well. As yeah, I said, that's true. I, I, I'm not close to the team, sadly enough, for a year. But I do know one thing. Dominique Ducharme is a very, very strong believer of communicating. Mm-hmm. And, and communicating from the coach perspective to the player's perspective, I'm sure this is well taken care of. I've seen the players uh, having, uh, having huddles on the ice before a face-off, uh, which we rarely saw in the past in hockey. Uh, I see also players talking on the bench uh, very frequently. You've seen Tomas Tatar handling uh, the debut of Cole Caulfield the right. other night, yeah. always talking to him. So I don't know if it's a two-way thing, uh, 50-50, but I know that the veterans surely feel feel that they have a role to play uh, with younger players. And I think this is what's happening with the Habs as well. Um, Carey Price, uh, there are encouraging signs there. You think he, he'll be back at practice in a few days? Yes. Uh, so said Dominique Ducham yesterday, Terry. I mean, uh, it was a clear-cut uh, case of concussion. Uh, but, you know, when it's a clear-cut case, well, <laughs> the good news is that there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and I think we're, we're getting close to that point. So um, it's, it's going to have to be uh, backup goalies weekend, um, at least. Um, I think it's uh, very highly doubtful that uh, Tomas Tatar and Paul Byron will be ready for the weekend. So this patched up lineup will probably have uh, to, be, uh, to stay put tonight against the Jets and tomorrow at the Bell Center against the, the Ottawa Senators. Now, mind you, the Jets are not coming in ta- to town, Terry, with, the, with, the, with great momentum. They're two and six, the last mm. eight. Okay. Uh, as you know, they've lost Blake Wheeler uh, a couple of weeks ago for six games. Now they lost Nikolai Ehlers um, until the end, at least for the regular season. So um, that's uh, that's not a team as flying high as we've seen right. into the Bell Center tonight. Right. Um, what, ki- what time is game time tonight, Pierre? We're back to good old 7 p.m. <laughs> o'clock. Okay, all right. We all we all, we all like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. it's Portugal in the Grand Prix this weekend. Um, speaking of kids, uh, they're uh, I'm telling you, every time I see film uh, or video from somewhere on a Grand Prix F1 circuit, um, it looks like uh, university kids getting together for a drive. They're just getting younger and younger all the time. Um, it's uh, this weekend, and and we'll be able to see that on RDS, I suppose. Absolutely, and uh, yes, you're right. There are even college kids, Sijep kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the first, uh, the first uh, practice is over, Terry, uh, in uh, Portimao, and uh, Valtteri Bottas um, is leading Max Verstappen by twenty-five one thousandth of a second. Oh my gosh! So okay, <laughs> it's, it's just a blink of an eye. Sergio Perez is third. Charles Leclerc is fourth. Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton is fifth. Lance Stroll eleventh. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, 16. Uh, it, it's a huge struggle for uh, Lawrence Stroll, Aston Martin team um, at, at this particular early stage of the season. Uh, we all know that the overall concept uh, of the car may not be uh, may not be the right one uh, with the new rule changes, but uh, we'll see how they can fare this weekend. And boy, what a big news this morning that yeah. Bell. Yeah. Has acquired uh, or has acquired Octan Management and then acquired the right uh, to promote the Grand Prix. Uh, this is absolutely huge, and I would say, Terry, great news for our family. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> well. it is. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Um, uh, well, we'll you'll uh, have a busy weekend, and, and we'll have lots to talk about on Monday. 
No, absolutely. Busy weekend, but a fun weekend. Yeah, for sure. Okay, thanks very much, Pierre. Uh, Bon weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.